this call may be recorded or transcribed. Hello? Hello. Testing one, two, three. Testing one, two, three. I can hear you loud and clear. Ah, okay. My uh, headphones were a little flaky there. Ah, hello again. Hi. Ah, this might be it. This may be the very last episode of the Great Reset Podcast. What? This may be the last episode of the Great Reset Podcast. No, I, I heard you. I don't understand. Well, so we are having the finale of the Great Reset on Friday. And um, so the goal is to try to kind of do a jubilee, break all obligations, and decide if we want to start over again with something different. So you're just ending the season early. Um, so I realized uh, there was a couple of different ways of looking at it. And um, the way I've been thinking is in terms of a six plus one format. We do six regular episodes, and then we have a retrospective on the previous six episodes. And we've actually been fairly consistent at doing that. And so while I was planning to do seven episodes, uh, I was never quite clear on what the seventh season would be. And so, you weren't clear on what any of the seasons would be. Fair enough. And so the um, way things worked out, I said, you know, I feel like we're kind of at a good stopping point. And it's time to end the regular season. And we have a lot of people who are kind of tired and burnt out and wanting to leave anyway, uh, to some extent, including me. So I said, you know, let's just make a nice clean ending here. Like, thank you all for being part of this. This is wonderful. We'll do a little ceremony here. And then we will just take a break and catch our breath and then say, okay, I would like to do something else. Um, but this time I'd like to actually try and figure it out a little bit more clearly ahead of time based on all the experience we have gained. And then people can explicitly choose if they're interested to opt into that thing. Um, and so we're not sort of stuck in this meandering, what are we doing? Why are we doing it? Uh, the way that we seem to have been. And so it may or may not be called the Great Reset. I don't know yet. Did you talk to Ted about this? Yeah, I thought we had this discussion uh, before about how we want to make this a finale and do communion and all that. I... This is not uh, this is not what I understood. Okay, yeah, because I mean, Ted said he didn't like. Uh, one thing I remember Ted saying when I talked to him was, "Well, I don't think." I, uh, when I talked to him was that uh, that one week a one week break wasn't enough. So the idea of there being a gap after this episode, I think, was. So I I, I apologize, my brain is right enough. I could completely lost track of which which conversations I've had with which people. 
Um, yeah, but a, a break implies that you're going to return, not start something entirely different. Well, then I don't know what the right word is. So there is a gap. And so the issue is that we can't even agree on what this is here. So the point is that whenever we come back, I want to have a clearer sense of what this is and what we're doing. And um, I definitely want this to be a thing where it's like, look, people showed up for this thing. I'm still not sure why, but I'm truly grateful for it. And I said, let's take some time to figure out what it is that we actually any of us actually wants to do, and then we can be clear about it, and then people can explicitly opt in without feeling an obligation to keep showing up just because they used to show up. And I realized, yeah, Ted, uh, because of weird technical difficulties, my podcast with Ted hasn't been posted, so any conversations there are. Uh, in limbo. Uh, I'm not sure if you're objecting to the communication or you're objecting to the decision or what. Or you're just a little bit blindsided. I wasn't clear before. Um. I am, yeah, sure. The communication was garbage and the decision is bad and the way it was made was bad and I don't like how you do things. Okay. So, you did see the chat thread about this is a finale and that something different is coming afterwards, right? Well, finale, I thought for this season. All right, so that's what I was. I was trying to leave it ambiguous, but on the chat thread, somebody explicitly asked the question on Friday, does this mean that there are no more episodes of The Great Reset after Friday? Yeah, I thought the answer was no. That's not what this means. <sighs> and just because somebody asked a question doesn't mean that that means anything. It's just a question. Well, yeah, but I, like, I gave an answer. So this is good. This is why we have these things in a public chat thread so we could actually have that discussion, which was... When you have a discussion, there's no discussion here. I mean, like, you basically just... Yeah, you said, you said my current plan is to do this finale. So the finale is just for the season. You said take at least a week off, so a break. And then discuss discussions about something different with whoever is interested. I mean, that that implied a continuation. That's all you said. Oh, something different. Oh, okay, a continuation of something different. Okay. Well, no discussions. I'm say I'm interested in a jubilee season. I think it needs to be something different. Exactly what I'm not sure. So, if you wants to frame it that way, I am okay with it, but yes, there will be a seventh season of The Great Reset called the Jubilee Season. There will be a break, and it will be different. Okay? Okay. Are you still with me there? Yes. That's, that's what okay. I thought you were saying before. Okay, good. And what I'm saying is, and one of the things that, that's going to be different, is I w that I would like to be different, is 
to be much clearer about what this is so people can explicitly opt in. and address all these other issues that you've been complaining about for so long. We don't have a clear charter, we don't know where we're doing, we don't have any sense of membership. You know, those are all valid points, uh, but I didn't know how to address them in the current context. So I said, okay, if we have a break and then we are clear, then we can actually uh, try to work through those things beforehand. Which part of that do you object to? Um, the part where you decide everything without receiving any feedback and being open to, to so, like listening to others. So you are welcome to make a counter proposal. Yeah, so well, you know the funny thing. The, the, okay, so, so the okay, funny sorry. thing is, the funny thing is, Ernie, as I I've actually huh? attempted multiple times now. To, to offer a counter proposal, and every time you interfere. And so, David, last... David, okay. So, let's just stipulate it's impossible for me to create a context where you feel like you're free to do what you want. Guilty as charged. Whatever psychological hang ups I have are fatal and inimical. And I don't know what else to do except to say, let's just start with a clean sheet of paper and whoever wants to get in a room and say what they want to get done. And, you know, and hey, I'll make you an offer. If you want to do this without me, you are welcome to run something called the Great Reset. You have access to the email list and the chat list. If you want to do your own thing, do your own thing. If you want to work with me, I'm willing to try and have Fed mediate. All right. I'm tired, uh, David. It, I'm just tired. I don't know what you feedback. want from me. I know I'm just your feedback, but every time you start, I say you'll never listen to me. So, and I've never listened to you. That's what you say all the time. That's like, well, if you don't believe it's going to work. Ernie, right now I am talking to you, trying to convey what I am concerned about to you, and it feels like you are cutting me off. That is probably an accurate statement. Give me a minute to catch my breath and reset. Okay, the reason I had a hard time hearing you is I felt like this was not a request help it was an accusation you were making about what i am doing wrong and i want to make it clear which context we are working with if you're confronting me about my sin or about my failures let's focus on that rather than talking about what's happening with the great reset i can't manage both at the same time All right, you know, I'll just, I'll just, let's just focus on just one thing here, okay? I okay. have a critique. 
one critique here okay. that, that that keeps being brought up, and I feel like you you I'm haven't supposed- and you haven't been addressing. Okay, it's just one thing. Of, focus on this. Okay. of of your leadership of the Great Reset. Okay. All right. All right. Um, the critique the critique is every week you arbitrarily decide to do something different, and there's no continuity from the previous week. Yes. Yes. And that you are the one controlling this. Mm-hmm. That you aren't very open to, to input from others. That when people do give you feedback, you largely ignore it. And you just continue trying new things week after week after week. Yes. Okay. All right. So that that is that is the criticism, that is the feedback I, I wish you would receive. So, David, I think you are largely correct, and I believe this is a fatal flaw. All I can do is die. Uh, you could stop repeating the mistake. I'm going to stop repeating the mistake. That's exactly what I'm supposed to do. I'm just going to stop. But I don't know how to do what I'm doing now without making that same mistake over again. So I'm just going to stop. Uh, Ernie, do I sound upset to you? Um, no, I'm sure, I imagine I sound upset to you. But, but this is this is the, the, the I believe that the problems you identify are largely real, and I am literally incapable of solving them. And every time I have asked for someone else to try and solve them, they have not done any better. And like I said, if you think you can continue this and avoid my fatal flaws, I am willing to hand it over to you to take over. If not, what I believe. I need to do to create something that does not suffer from these flaws is to start over with a different set of understandings, a different chartering process where we sit down and say, okay, what is this thing you want to do? What is the structure? What is the format? What are the failure modes we're worried about? And just plan it all out first and say, okay, let us agree that this is the thing we are doing. This is why we are doing it. This is who it's for. And this is how it works. And then we can do something that doesn't suffer from all these very real flaws that you have observed. When I imagine someone dying to themselves, I mm-hmm. I don't I don't I don't imagine them sort of repeating their beliefs and their their frameworks very strongly. I don't imagine that being the process. Sorry. Sorry, I um, I lost the point you're trying to make. That I, I'm saying that I so 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 I could so this okay the the ah I think I see here where the gap is. You see all these problems, which I acknowledge are more or less accurate. I see those as endemic to the situation we have created and that I have a dysfunctional codependent relationship with this situation. And that any attempts to fix this within the situation uh, are beyond my ability. 
and apparently beyond the ability of anyone else to help me fix. And so that's why I feel like if you want to agree with me that it should die, then great. Then we can talk about what should happen next instead. Why don't why don't you take this problem to the group and let them advise you as a group on how to resolve this? That's exactly what I want to do. I'm just saying I'm too tired to do it now. Let's put a bow on this, and I will pitch this to the group on Friday and say, look, I need a break. I think Ted needs a break. I think we need a break. A lot of people are ready to leave anyway. Let's just say, okay, thank God for what happened. For those who are interested, let's come up with something different. What do, what do I just feel what else could I, what, so what, what are you saying I should, I should say, so everyone here, you must stay here and work with me until we figure this out. Is that what you want me to say? No. I, I kind of just okay. want you to, to loosen your grip. I know, I'm letting go completely. Like I'm saying, right now, I've got all this history and all this momentum, and it's like, okay, let's... You don't have... You don't have momentum, though. That's the that's why you're taking a break. I have internal, okay. I, I have expectations around what the Great Reset is and things I think people believe of me and expect of me. So what do I do? It's like, okay, I need to let go of that. I need to let go of everything. And what do you, what do you think, what do you, how do you, how do you see letting go? What does that look like to you? First is just stopping. That is a big piece of letting go. I mean. All right. So having a break. Sure. Yeah. But sure. And also, you know, you know, like for example, uh, Steve said he was thinking of leaving and he wanted to talk to us about the right way and time and place to leave. I said, you know, uh, you know, I appreciate all that Janet went through. So, you know, let's just uh, jubilee. It's like, okay, look, appreciate you showing up. Appreciate being part of this. And, uh, but part of the thing, like, you don't, like, you know, if Janet or Steve had disappeared mid-season, I would have felt hurt and frustrated. And so now we said, okay, now you guys all get a, get a jail-free pass. You can all leave, no questions asked, we're done, ready to move on. So that's part of letting go. If no one has any obligation to me because of any expectations, implicit or implicit, based on what went before. And we get to start over with a clean sleep. That means something significant to me. I mean, it, it sounds like you're you're trying to arrange this in order to protect your feelings. No, well, sure, if you want to go that way too, but I'm also trying to make it easier for them too. Okay. I mean, wait, 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 here, like my conclusion, right, is that I, I mean, is that. The problems you've identified are real. 
I know of no way to fix them within the current context. We need a different context. I'm not sure what. That's why I have a spreadsheet collecting people's ideas of what they think needs to be done differently if anything is done in the future. Are you talking about and something someone, different spreadsheet? Yes. Um, and if someone says, well, like, and then, okay, sorry, keep going. Didn't mean to interrupt. Well, no, no, I, I mean, I'm the one interrupting. Go ahead and continue. Okay. So, like, I don't know if you can, you know, the, the spreadsheet is up there. It's common public thing. And if, you know, let's just pick an unlikely person. David Huffman says, you know, Ernie, I think the real problem here has been you. I think this is the leadership structure we need, and these are the guidelines and the roles and the definitions we need. This is the membership we need. And I think if we start from scratch with this understanding and you accept it, and the people who are in these positions understand it, then I think that will solve our problem. It's like, okay. Because the thing that, you know, the one thing I feel like I misestimated, uh, because uh, Ted and Donna Clements and I started this thing, the three of us, back in April, we carry this weight of being a founder. And as several people pointed out to me, I am oblivious to how much weight that carries. Because I was around back then, I supposedly know the why or the motivation or whatever. And therefore, it's really hard for other people to uh, feel free to voice their opinions or act in certain ways because of that. And I acknowledge that, that is true. I have confessed and apologized for that on multiple occasions. But I can't fix that while Ted and I are the only founders. The only thing I have to do is to basically have a refounding where we say, okay, what is the thing we want to do? Who's interested in that? And then they all get to be charter members too. Are you saying that the the other charter members who were there at the beginning of the Great Reset were um, feeling empowered and doing a lot to affect the Great Reset and um, we need to reproduce that in the no. current set of people? Because no, that's not what I was saying at all. Uh, okay. Several people have told me, possibly you, uh, maybe not, I know Steve mentioned it as well, is that because I am a founder, even if I am not the person leading the meeting, if I, or I think this came up, like, you know, when you were moderating the meeting and I objected, in principle, anyone else could have objected the same way. But because it was me and I was a founder and we were in the power dynamic relationship we had, it felt different than, to you than if some random person interrupted you. And I acknowledge that that's a reality. Uh, your your position isn't going to be changed just because we restart. Um, maybe not just because, but as part of that, we have an opportunity to. I mean, if that's not sufficient, then this is the chance to propose what would be. If it's like Ernie needs to be a more mature and responsible individual and not make so many stupid mistakes, that's not a good strategy. I'll just tell you right now. Yeah, well, you know, yeah, my I hope suggestion I was that 
my suggestion was actually to take you out of the equation as much as possible and to stop having you make all these decisions by yourself. That's fine. But how do, so I want to, look, if you want to run the design summit and you want me not even present, that's fine. But, you know, uh, I'm not sure what else to do. I mean, I could just stop and like, hey, if you want to have a meeting next Tuesday without me, great. I have no objection to that. You can call it the Great Reset. You're working out with Ted and the host. Ernie's the problem. Get rid of Ernie. Move on without me. That is totally fine with me. I don't think that's what you mean, but I am okay with that if that is. Right. So here's the problem, right? You don't want to just get rid of me, right? Let's get an affirmative statement on that just so I'm clear. Yes, I don't want to get rid of you. Thank you. And you do want to redefine my role and relationship with the group. A little bit, yes. A little bit. What do you mean by a little bit? You, but you have this picture in your mind, and if I would just make some minor changes, suddenly all these things would miraculously resolve. Um, I, I am not ambitious like like most of the people in this group. I think. Um, I think I'm asking for a very. I think I'm asking for a very minor change that would address. I think a rather big problem. And I, it, so I'll word, just summarize it as I just don't think you're receiving feedback. I don't think you receive input from others. And and I would have you receive that input. And I wouldn't call it, I, I mean, it is a relational change, technically, yes. I wouldn't call it a role change. It It is a leadership style change. Okay, so the reality is, David, is that I don't know why. It is impossible. It appears to be as a practical matter impossible for me to hear what you are saying. And it also seems plausible that you are not hearing some of the things I am saying. And the, uh, like, I don't know what else to do. And the one thing I have tried to learn how to do over my life is to try not to make the same mistake more than five or six times. And I felt like, you know, I've made the same mistakes six seasons in a row. I would like to stop and reflect and heal and rest and recover and listen and then make sure that whatever I do next is something different. And I'm sorry, uh, you know, you have the floor uh, on Friday. You can go on exactly as you have now and tell everyone that this is a horrible mistake and that they should rally with you to do something different to me, and I would be totally fine with that. Ted's going to speak. I'm going to speak, and then you have, you have the floor. Like, it's like, if this, is the, this, is, this is the deal. I write the script. You run the meetings. And if the group agrees with you that this is the thing to do, then... God bless you. But if not, 
you know, what do you lose by taking a break and trying to address all these questions that have been driving you crazy? What is the format? Who's in charge? What are we here for? I mean, those seem like, to me, not small questions and taking some time to think about them and you have a different context for figuring out the right way to solve them does not seem like a bad thing. Don't tell me you're getting sentimental about the great reset. You're going to miss it if I kill it. Uh, no, I'm far too rational for that. Um, so then, rationally speaking, what's the difference? Ernie, when you say that I don't want to make the same mistake, you know, more than five or six times, and then you have me sitting here saying, Ernie, it seems like every week you just try something new, and you're just doing yes, that I, again. Yes, I've been trying small incremental things every week for 42 weeks in a row. Okay. And I have, and when there is a context where people have expectations, implicit or otherwise, and I have expectations, implicit or otherwise, uh, then that becomes, I mean, you may think there's no momentum and there's no context, but we are a dysfunctional family. We have our hot buttons. We have our histories. We have our stories. And those are real things. And... Uh, you know, the, the pitch I have, I'm not sure what version you saw, is that like, look, everyone get all their issues on the table. Everyone can say what they think. And then, you know, whoever wants to, everyone, not whether or not they show up again or want to be part of anything else, just want to capture it. But then those who say, you know, hey, there's something here, like Robbie says, there's something here I want to see continue. It's like, great. Let's just write it down and we talk about it in a few weeks. But then we have, like we did at the very beginning of the Great Reset, a design summit. We say, okay. This is all the data we have. This is all the things that we want. What should we do about it? And we knew squat back in April of what would happen, what would work, what wouldn't, who would come, why they would come. And you know, I originally thought this was going to be like a, a YouTube thing that we would have some really amazing content and people would come and listen as we get thousands and millions of viewers and this would be transformational, right? Did not happen. Okay. I also thought that like, you know, after the end of season one, when it was just me and Ted at one point that nobody would come and we would just fade away. Shockingly, that didn't happen either. And I'm still trying to understand why. Um, so now we know so much more than we did. And I was thinking if nothing else, we can sit down and say, okay, what do we all agree should happen? And we actually write out a plan, like for these seven weeks, this is the format, this is the structure, these are the roles of the leadership, everyone gets to weigh in ahead of time. And then we say, are we actually willing to sign up and do this for seven weeks together uh, with these sets of understandings and guidelines? And if there's a critical mass that says yes, and can reach a consensus, then we move forward. And then at least we will have a shared sense of like, yeah, this is the thing we all agreed that we want to do. And that feels to me like a very good thing that at least mitigates, even if it doesn't solve all my problems. If this is not a structural issue, if it is a sin issue where you think there's something wrong in me that I am just not seeing or accepting certain things, then for God's sake, 
call him a sin and then find a brother and have him confront me directly because I don't seem to be able to hear it from you. Well, I've been I've been trying to find it. I I swear that I've been looking. Uh, but I, looking I, for I, what? I have said before for for sin. I've been trying to ah, find okay. it. And and I said it before and I'll say it again now. I think you're doing some things wrong and effectively. There's something that's holding you back, messing you up, but I don't see anything that I would label sin. Actually, the question I I really wanted to ask you, by the way, what do you consider a sin? uh, Disobeying God, um, violating the Ten Commandments or any of the, the commands that he gives you in the Bible. Okay. Uh, so, uh, so let me give an alternate hypothesis, David. Mm-hmm. There's two alternative hypotheses. One, I am simply incompetent. I mean well, my heart's in the right place. I'm just not the right person to do this because my worldview and my practices are just fundamentally misaligned with what this group needs. And even though they seem like a trivial thing for you to do, there is sufficiently fundamental shift in my worldview that it's just not possible for me to pull it off. That is, I think, at least a hypothesis worth considering. Uh, yeah, but that's that's loser thing. I don't accept that. Well, okay. You like the other hypothesis even less. Okay. What is it? Maybe it's not my sin. Maybe it's yours. Well, I'm sure I have plenty of sin, and I'm sure there's plenty no, that I, I do wrong. Specifically, 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 this is that the rationale for what I am doing is a series of things that are foundational to my understanding of who God is and what He wants of me and my obligations and responsibilities before him. And just like my little fancy dream story terrible thing, these things make no sense to you. And that, you know, this was actually the, let me go here because I want to go, is this question of what is love? It came up at the end of our last call. And do we love Jesus? Does Jesus love us? And how do we love? And what do you love? And I was thinking about this week, and I realized what I believe love means. That Christ-like love is connection without control. And that, to me, is a high-order bit. And... Um, I feel like a lot of the things you want me to do feel to me like control. And I'm not saying, as I tried to say many times before, we have to have a law. We have to have the law. We can't live without the law. But we can't live by the law. And I have seen, and maybe if, if I am deluded, so be it. I have seen what has happened to Christianity by trying to live by the law for at least 1,800 years. And I am desperate to do something different. And rightly or wrongly, 
the things you suggest to me that you think obvious for me to do don't happen for one of two reasons. One, because I perceive them, rightly or wrongly, as trying to live by the law. Or, because my imperfections trigger against your imperfections and you want to hold me responsible. Hey, I, I asked you to bring your problem before the group and to listen to them to work it out. What was, I, don't just, know, I don't think I have a problem. I, I don't, yes, this is my problem of the group. I'm bringing to the group. I am tired. I don't know what to do. I need a break. I want you to work with me to co-construct something different. That's exactly what I am doing. You just don't want me to have that no. problem. No, no, have a different no Ernie. That's not, that's, that's not an accurate. So you, you have decided that we are going to do a communion, and then you're going to take a break where you figure out what to do next. This no, is not what I've requested. It's not the same thing at all. No, I know that's not what you requested. You want me to just make the ch changes that you have seen that I need to make because you are confident that those will fix everything. That matters. I, I, you. I'm, once again, I'm asking you to just stop experimenting and just listen to everyone in the group. That's exactly what I'm doing. Is that, but I'm taking no, time you're... off to listen. Everyone says, what about what? Right? Everyone says different things even to themselves. Okay? So half the group wants to leave. Right? You, so, do you understand why? I understand part of the reason. You claim you understand all of them? No. No? As I said, like, okay. I, 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 my I objection is we, we haven't talked about it. That's well, my objection. We well, yes, we why, haven't. So, why not? Because we've tried and it never gets us. The, the processes I have used to try to get people to talk about these things multiple times over have failed to achieve the results that I was hoping they would. Okay? And so I'm trying a very different process for trying to get people to talk about things. But I mean, can you hear the words that you just said? I, I said, just why don't we just let everyone speak and, and, and we'll work it out. And you said, I've tried, but it failed to get the results that I hoped that I would get. And to me, that sounds like you were trying to control. So, David, and, I tried to let you do this for reasons that we can discuss did, some other controlled. time. It never really worked. And, and, and frankly, I'm like, you controlled. This is this so, is the problem. David, you, David, you, David, David. Okay. So maybe I can't, David. Maybe I'm just stuck. Okay. So what else can I do but step away? Well, you're not you're not stepping away though, because the you, the group isn't continuing without you. You're you're putting everyone on hold. I am saying I'm stopping. Ted wants a break too. If you want to continue, you have complete freedom to do so. 
you can do whatever you want. You have all the email addresses. Uh, you should have, you have access to the group me chat. I'll make it administrator so you have the same rights and privileges I do. It's like, you can do whatever you want. You can't make everyone else do what you want. I can just say what I'm doing. Spreadsheet is open. If someone wants, if you want to say, I think uh, having Ernie come up with a new idea for this is horrible. I would like to do it this way instead. You have complete freedom to do so. All the information is there. The only thing this, that changes is the sentiment. And if that doesn't matter, then I'm not sure what does. I appreciate your desire to fix me, David. Um, I don't think that's the way this gets resolved. so arrogant to believe that I could fix you. I just think that there's one small thing that you could do differently. You think it's small. I think there's one small thing you could do differently. What would you like me to do differently? So, my understanding of Christ-like love is connection without control. And the one small thing, quote unquote, is instead of coming to our meetings with an agenda of, I see what's wrong, I just need to fix it, and I need Ernie to do the right thing so I can fix it. You come to them and say like, wow, this is extraordinary. This is insane. Let me just sit with Ernie in what he's thinking and feeling and fearing and hoping and try to understand him and understand where my brokenness is making it harder for him to see or hear the things he needs to move forward. I, I'm, I'm, I'm very confused. Can you, can you tell me the one small thing that I am not doing that you want me to do? Listen and repent. Right, I'm not so listen to? And I have not felt like you are curious about the things you are doing wrong that makes this harder for both of us. You I mean, that's I not a small thing at all. I think you look at me through the lens of what you feel has to happen. Okay, well, that's different. There's, uh, you don't like my, okay, my you, framework and my lens. That's a different thing no, than no, saying no, I'm not listening. No, no. No, I mean, like, seriously, I really feel like there, I mean, you have accused me of not hearing what people are saying. Uh, yes. I feel the same way. A, when I talk to you. B, when I cross-check things you have said about people with what they think they said and they think and they're feeling and so forth. And I feel like, huh, it truly looks to me like... Uh, David has some really deep needs for things to work out a certain way. And 
it's really hard for him to hear anything that conflicts with that narrative. I would, I would That's love an example. I mean, sure. like, Bernie, I've never pretended like sure. I understood you. I know, fair enough. But like, like the, um, I mean, I am thoroughly confused about the state of your relationship with Bill. Because okay. I alternate between you saying everything is fine with me, there's nothing wrong to our relationship over. I don't know if you'll ever talk to me. Yeah, yeah, that was that that was an interesting thing. Do you know what happened there? I know pieces of what happened there. Bernie, what happened my fault, so sure. What 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 happened there was Bill and I had a, a misunderstanding, which we have all the time. Mm-hmm. We're we're mm-hmm. used to it. It it doesn't re- it doesn't strain the relationship. It's it's normal. And I kept listening to you saying that I had uh, I had caused some harm. I have I had what is it? I had broken some trust with him. And that uh and that uh there were some problems and I kept listening to you and I kept denying it, saying, No, no, Bill and I are fine and then and then finally I believed you. Because Bill did something I couldn't I didn't understand and I believed you. And that was that was devastating because I'm like, holy cow, everything I thought I knew about Bill was wrong. And then Bill and I sat down for a very long talk and we went over everything. And it turned out, no, my original understanding of him was correct. It was just another new misunderstanding. The difference was I had your voice in my ear telling me that I had that my relationship with Bill had been compromised. And you can go and ask Bill whether or not we had fought and whether or not our relationship had problems, and he will tell you the same thing. Okay, That's so you're saying true. to me hate, that your relationship was so fragile that my stupidity caused you to question everything. Or am I, I that, that influential that I can skew your brain against something that deep in your gut you've always known is true? Sure. Yes, you you can you can okay. do that to me. Okay. Then I have to stop, David. If all this is really my fault, we should end this, and you need to stay far away from me. Because I don't know what it is in me that is causing this problem. I think I see some things in you, but you know, maybe it's all me, right? So either way, like. Wait, why do you think this is a bad thing? What? Why, what? Uh, I, Ernie, but, what, what you did sort of sucked, but I'm grateful for it. Because, because but, now my relationship with Bill is stronger than it ever was before. My understanding of him and my understanding of myself has increased. You you have exposed a weakness of mine. Okay, thank you. Thank but, you. That was not what I heard before. I heard that this was all my fault because of my issues and my distorting your thinking. But what I'm hearing you say now is the thing that I have, have not heard before. And if you said it before, I apologize for not hearing it. It's like, oh, yeah, that conflict we had, you did some things that were wrong, but there was also a weakness in me that made me susceptible to it, and that is something I need to deal with. Well, I haven't had a chance to talk about it. This is, okay. this is as far as I'm concerned, this is the first time I've actually talked about what happened with me and Bill. Okay. 
Well, all I heard when you did know, this is the second chance. The first thing you said, well, you had two problems and one of them was mostly you. That's what I heard in your executive summary. Bill has been Forgive hoping- Forgive me for jumping to conclusions. Bill has been hoping to talk to the group about what happened in order to clear the air because he's not happy that everyone seems to think that he and I fought. And um, and I and I'm, I'm curious why you haven't been doing your weekly call with Bill. Is there a reason for that? Fatigue. Other people I needed to talk to. Uh, like was never like a permanent thing. Like we must have this thing. It was very sporadic at the best of times. And also, he told me multiple times he hates these side conversations. Okay. So, well. hey, you own the agenda on Friday. This is your chance, right? I have a script. You have felt free to break it for the script. All it does is say a social norm where people can say, you know, object. And then if the group agrees, you do something different, right? So, if this is the thing that's burning on Bill's heart that he wants to make and you want to make sure he has a chance for it, great. This is the chance. If there are other things we need to talk about, let's talk about them because I don't want to have until 3.30. And it's entirely possible there are other deep things that we just hadn't got to talk around that if we could talk about them, they might get resolved relatively quickly. If you want another example, I'll give you one. Yes, please. So the Tuesday where we had our confessional episode where you said, I can't handle this, I'm quit. I, I'm, this group is full of lies, I am lying too. I give up. You remember that? Mm -hmm. Yes. The, the trigger was that you said I was forcing you to do something you didn't want to do. That I felt forced, yeah. You felt forced, right. And so the question, here's the thing, Dave, are you willing to concede it was not my intent to force you? I, I believe you. I, okay. I, 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 I wouldn't want to guess what you're thinking, Ernie. I, I say time and time I've again. I said it. I, okay, so but you know, even if I say it, you're not even sure what that means. Yes. Okay, this is where I yelled at you last time, right. So. From my perspective, I sent an email with a request of something I thought would help mm -hmm. you. And you found it coercive and traumatic to the point where you were ready to quit the group. Yes. Why? I mean, it, you have to take into context of everything, Ernie. Okay, what is the context of everything? Help me. Ernie, from my perspective, I've been trying to encourage uh, open discussion, free discussion from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. uh, 
this is this is the common theme. And I, from my perspective, the few times that I have tried to do so, you intervene. Mm-hmm. Well, the the second time, the first time, I think I gave you full reign for when when Steve came back. I don't think I objected or interfered in any way. Well, um, you did try to micromanage a little bit. Sorry, the very first time. That, yes, the very first time. It wasn't that big of a deal. I'm, I, I would say that, like, I'm willing to sort of ignore that. But sure. Okay, but let's. But, let so, but let's. But let's be clear. Actually, what you mean by micromanage? You tried to control the conversation. You tried to direct the conversation. Sorry. 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 The you, first you did think to direct the conversation. Yes. At the very beginning. Uh, during the session or before the session? During the session. The first session with Steve that I was trying to direct it. Okay, you're right. I did. There. I objected to. Ah, right. Because I objected because what you started doing was different than what I thought you had signed up to do. Yes. You're right, I did. You're right, I did. Okay, fair enough. Yes. Okay. So, so this is uh, this is the problem, Dave. Right. Okay. Right. Is that what you see as micromanagement? I see as trying to hold you accountable to what you actually said. And um, if you had repeated my words back at me and said, David, you said this, and that's not what you're doing right now, I could see that would that would have helped. I I believe you when you say that was your intent. I, right, I, I see that. Dave, okay, David, the reason I do not believe that is when I said that to you on our first phone call afterwards, you said, well, that wasn't my intent at all. I deliberately meant to do this instead. And it's like, whoa, okay. Right? And so this is where we've always diverged, is I think you're agreeing to do X. You apparently think you're doing Y, and I get the tell Y. So it's like, okay, you know. Um, yes, and you do, you do it too. And we're, like I, you say you're going to do something. I think we're in agreement with what you're about to do, and then you do something entirely different. Fair enough, David. So, like I said, I really believe that. So you're reinforcing my belief that I don't know how to make this work, and you're not. You don't appear to be. I don't appear to. I don't know. I just don't know, David. I don't even know why you're holding so tightly to this when you always say you don't care about the group. Like, what is it you actually care about? What? I care about you. I'm still here. We still have a relationship. You know, even if the Great Reset ends, I'm happy to talk to you. God willing, not having to set up a podcast for everything all the time. But if you see me doing things, maybe it'll be easier for you to see the things I am doing wrong when... um, you are not part of a group I'm running, or when I have a clearer charter and try to address all these other points you care about. You know, who knows? Okay, but here's the thing, David. This is the thing that I, the the biggest thing I feel like I missed during the Great Reset is we talked a lot about loving more like Jesus. But we never actually started out by understanding how we each think Jesus loves. And the vibe I am getting from you is you think Jesus looks over your shoulder, sees the things you're doing wrong, is constantly trying to help you stop doing that. Is that actually a picture of Jesus? 
No, I, I think my picture of Jesus is that he loves us in the way that we need him to, when we need him to, in that way. And that it, it, it differs per person, it different, and it differs per situation. There's a time and a place for everything. Interesting. Okay. And you are convinced you see, this is the thing I need. I, yeah, I think you believe that um, the way I act in this group with you is the same way I act with everyone all the time, and you, you couldn't be more mistaken. No, I wouldn't say that. Uh, I, I say I don't. That's not actually what I think, though you, it's reasonable inference from what I previously said. The hard thing that, to me, sorry, if you want to say something, feel free to go ahead. Well, I was I was going to add just if if you actually pay close attention, you'll notice that the way that I respond to you actually also changes with time. Yeah, and I appreciate that. There has certainly been growth there. Um, here's the thing for me, okay? My understanding of Jesus. My understanding of why it's hard to love like Jesus is because, and I really acknowledge that I suck at this, but I defiantly claim that this is the goal to which I strive. It's to look at a situation and people and relationships and try to ask first what they need from me. And second, be brutally honest with myself about what I need from them. And then try to discern what will help them see Christ. And I feel like you need something from me, and I don't know what that is. Because I feel like all of our interactions are shaped by that need. And if the need is for me to get stop interfering, then the only way I can do that is to stop. I am not clever or mature or wise or skillful enough to dance the delicate dance. And I agree it's an important one, and I should learn how to do this, but I don't know it well enough for you yet to be involved in your life without you feeling like I'm trying to control you. I just don't know how to do that. And I feel like I'm not sure you're even aware that there's a dance when it comes to your relationship with me. Um, I, I would say that in our conversations, I don't remotely feel like you are trying to control. And nothing like that. It's in the group context. It's in, it's in the group context, I think, where you've said that many times over. Right. And what I would say is you're trying to control the group. Not me so much as just the group, and, and and so therefore me by extension of the group. Um, right, and and yeah, and, and you know the and, 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 yeah, and I think that's a structure. And there is a well. dance there, and there is a very there is definitely a, a very complicated dance there. I see that. 
I don't I, I know that there's that, much. Sorry. I was. I, I would say though. Um, there's a bit of a. I don't know that there the dance between you and me individually is 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 a little bit weird. A little bit? Um I guess it's hard to call it a dance. Um uh Bill likes to call it a chess match. Yeah. Um well, you see, like, actually, what I would say is, like, um, like one of us is dancing, thinking the other one's playing chess, and the other one's playing chess, thinking the other one's dancing. Yeah, it's like chess boxing. So I, I think that might be the best. It gets really ugly. Yeah, so, so fair enough. So, so here's the thing. Uh, 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 my diagnosis, if you will, is... Uh, your concerns about my controlling the group are legitimate. Your solutions to me felt like you controlling the group, which I found objectionable. I, and, that to me, I hate that. I hate that so much. Sorry, I'm which, so which, angry which you said you, that. Okay, I'm good, so angry good, you said that. Somewhere. Because like, I didn't want to do this. Like you mm-hmm. invited me to. That's the thing. Yes. You invited yes. me to. Yes. Absolutely. You are right. It's my responsibility, not yours. I'll put you in that situation. So what were you angry about again? Well, I it's just like it's like Ernie, like from from my perspective, I mm-hmm. I I want to understand you because it um I like I like learning things and there is a potential here for a lot of learning. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so much I don't understand and I would like to understand. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know when when we when we first started doing these one on ones, I was mostly just. I was just focused on like trying to understand you and trying to, I was looking for common ground. I was always just looking for common ground between us because that was the way I figured I could understand you. And, you know, we shared a context of the great recent. So we talked about the great recent and what I was hoping to do was sort of try to show you what I was seeing happening in the group because you care about it a good deal. And, you know, I'm, I'm at least caring enough to, to show up. And so I was trying to show you what I was seeing. I was trying to convince you to see what I see. That was where things went wrong for me, David. Okay. You saw things a certain way. I saw them differently. You. And you were trying to convince me to see things the way you did. That's where I started feeling coerced rather than understood. Like you were trying to fix me so that I would see the things you saw. That, that to me was the break point for me. That's a break point? I mean, you were doing the same back. Well, um, possibly. Okay. No, see, see huh, here's the thing. I wasn't trying to get to do that. I was trying to get you see that I saw something differently. Why, why I wasn't expecting you, you to be able to see it. What? No. 
But see, what I why saw not? differently, right? What, because, what, why not what? Sorry. Uh, why, why couldn't I see what you see? Like, why, why can't we bridge that gap? Like, like my, my end goal is to be able to see what you see and for you to see what I see. I want both. If it's just yeah, one way, okay. that's insufficient. But no, it's, 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 it's different than that. Okay. We, uh, we are not the same person. You've heard the saying, uh, Time exists, everything doesn't happen at once. Space exists, everything doesn't happen to you. This is the holy hologram I talked about with with Eric. Like, it's good to know that you see things differently. And it'd be nice if we could find some points of reference to agree on so we can do our, you know, visual registration uh, with each other. But to me, it's actually really important for diversity that we are all seeing different sides of things. And if you have a pessimistic take on thing and I have an optimistic take on thing, that's good and healthy because we can enter into a, um, a, a dialogue, a dialectic with each other. And so I want to understand what you are seeing and that you are seeing it with your combination. Dog, I have to, my daughter was warning me about all the poops in the backyard. I think I cleaned up all of them, but sometimes I miss one. Um, that I think it's a good thing that we see things differently and that we have conflict and friction and disagreement. And the interesting thing is not that we all, the goal is not that we all see the same thing, but that we learn to live with the differences in what we see. And I think that's um, maybe a fundamental difference in our philosophy. Well, I, I, I think what I, I believe is a little bit more nuanced than that. Um, I, I, I want to be able to, after you, after, you, after you see something or you point it out to me, I want to be able to, to understand what you're seeing to some degree. And I feel like I can't even do that. Yeah. Now, I, I, think, yes. I think that, like, yes. Yes. I think yes. naturally... Yes. 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 Because I feel like you won't love me unless you can understand me. Hey, I already love you. I feel like you only feel safe around me if you are sure that I see what you are seeing. Uh, that's Ernie, why you're continually you trying to change me. Ernie, you that's never like. ever see things my way. You never ever see things my, my way. And you're at peace about this? I mean, do I do I seem not at peace? Yeah, you don't seem at peace. I mean, I mean, I wouldn't say you're like emotionally, affectively angry, but you seem to be highly motivated to tell me what I am doing is wrong and needs to be but, changed. As I mean, opposed I to asking the question, but there, uh, I'm not sure why you would put so much energy into something if there is no energy behind it. Right. I've never heard I've never heard you ask the question, Ernie, I'm not seeing what you're seeing. Help me understand where I might be wrong. Well, I want you I have I have I have uh, I don't remember is, it. Because I, feel... I feel like literally if you look at our transcript, how many times are you saying you're not seeing this? You're you change that. You can just change this one thing, like, oh okay, let me be honest with you, but 
this is a trigger for me. I think I'm doing a lot better with it because of my relationship with my mother. She was always in the school of being very encouraging, but saying, Ernie, you're doing everything great, but fix just this one thing and you'll be perfect. Okay? And down to a lot of counseling through that. I mean, as mother issues go, it's a really, really minor one. She's an amazing woman, great godly woman. Uh, we have a wonderful relationship. But that thing left me with a sense of, and the way I went out on therapy was my mom was anxious. And therefore, she could see, only see me through her lens of uh, being a good Indian mother, which is a ridiculous amount of pressure to bear, especially when you're a first-generation immigrant. And so she had to find something that she thought was small, that she thought I could do in order to relieve her anxiety. Um, and because of that, I am perhaps overly sensitive to when people say, Ernie, this is this one small thing, please just fix it. <laughs> Would you prefer I said this is a really huge catastrophic thing you need to fix? No. I would prefer you say, hey, Ernie, I'm seeing this. Uh, do you not see it? I said, well, I see some of these facts, but I draw a totally different conclusion. You go, huh, that's interesting. I wonder why. Because the thing that I find astonishing about Jesus is that he is so close to me, and I hurt him so much. And yet he waits until I ask him. And sometimes not even when I first ask him. Uh, to try to fix me. And I've come to treasure that about Jesus. And having gone through my relationship with my mother, I think that it's something that I want to aspire towards. And I think it's like Jesus. I, I, I'm getting I'm getting mixed signals here. Like you repeatedly state in the group and in, in individual sessions that you you want that feedback that you you do want people to tell you what they see that's wrong. And now you're yes, saying, I do. What? But yes, but but you like don't I say, want okay, that. I, no, I'm saying, like, you said, like, these things are wrong. You've said that there's issues with them. I've got too much control. I have, um, you know, we don't have a clear mission. We don't have a clear sentence. Yep, those are all true. You have said those things, and I have heard them. And then, like, okay. Like, the, 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 there's this gap between helping me by showing me what you see that is wrong and then insisting that I fix it. And I realize that gap may not exist for you, but I think that's kind of my point. Um, can, you, can you explain this gap? I don't understand. If you had said, you know, Ernie, I see this thing here um, is that you might want to fix that. It's like, oh, by, by the way, buddy, you know, your left rear brake is almost gone. You might want to fix that. He goes, okay. And then he drives off and he gets into the car wreck because his brakes are closed. It's like, that's actually, 
okay. We don't wrestle the guy around and say, you have to do this. This is the most important thing. You must do it. It's like, hey, it's your car. It's your brakes. I really think you should fix it, but I don't know the financial pressures you're dealing with. And I'm not going to say you have to do this now. I'm just saying I think it would be a really good idea if you did this. But if not, you have your reasons. I'm willing to respect that. Ernie, I've, I've never felt like you communicated that to me. That I what to you? Sorry, that I want you to back off. Uh, the I mean, let me. You you give mixed signals, and and the and I guess I didn't understand what the nuance was here. My, I in in my mind, if somebody you know presents me a, a problem um, with me, I. Um, and I agree it's a problem, then I should want to try to fix it. Now, maybe I don't, I can't fix it right away, but it would be something that I would be aware of and, and working on. And what I kept feeling like what was happening was I, I would present to you something was wrong. You would say, yeah, you get it. But then you would then. I would do nothing. Well, no, you would, I, nothing you would repeat the problem. I aggravate it. And, right. No, if if, if so you were saying, I wouldn't well, change you know, anything. I, yeah. Well, no, it it would yeah. be it would it's it's more than that. It's more than that because it's it's like it's a specific thing you're doing. Right. So the the specific thing I think I am doing, Dave, that you object to is leading the group the way I am leading it. And, uh, yeah, there's reasons for this that I don't think I can explain to you. But all I can say is, you know, Dave, that's my experience with God. I don't know about you, but I've heard the problem with God. He rarely does anything about it right away. And so actually a big experience for me in the Great Reset has actually been learning to do that. Because I think that I like to solve problems. I like to have people like me. I like to make everyone happy. And I am learning that that is not my job. And that is not the job I am worried about. My job is try to sit with people where they are, when they are, as much as they will let me, help them see Christ in me, whatever I can. And that takes up almost all of my time and energy. And with what little I have left, I tweak the program and the format and the structure. And oh yeah, I'll spend a fair amount of time discovering areas where my own sins and hangups and foibles and follies are sabotaging my own success. So I have to spend a lot of time on that. Okay, so if you have a sin in my life that I need to deal with, then by God, I will be on it. But if I'm just doing something stupid, I just don't care. I got too much elder backlog of sins to confess and people to love to worry about technique. And if it's a simple matter of technique, God help me, hopefully somebody else will figure it out. That's all I got, David. Um, all right, well, I guess I, I would say, I just wish you made that clear um, earlier on. It wasn't clear to me, I mean, and I, I appreciate the dialogue, but, but you know, the I thought we had tried to move away from 
fixing and solving problems to understanding each other. But I guess, you know, this is an existential problem. It's like, okay, I am ending the Great Reset the best I can know how, uh, largely in response to all the problems, very legitimate ones that you have raised. And, you know, Ted's gonna do the intro, I'm gonna send my piece on what happens next, and then you moderate what happens after that. You can do whatever you want at that point. And up to the, what the group will tolerate, because they see the agenda, they can object if they don't think it's uh, the right things to do. Uh, but I promise you this, and you are free to punch me in the face whenever it's physically possible again, if I violate it during your session. I will start praying now to, for the self-control to not do that to you during that session. Ernie, I, I honestly believe this entire time that you you were sincerely asking for all feedback, all help with everything. And and, and that's yeah, why so David, I was fighting. David, here's the, right, David, here's the distinction that I'm and, uh, let sure. me please, 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 please let me finish. Please let me. And I want to Sorry, say I'll that I am, and, and if there was a misunderstanding on my part, I want to apologize. Um, because I did push this, and I and I pushed it because I thought that's what you wanted. But you know, for for I also admit that I don't understand you, and so um, you know, I I think that the fault has to lie with me in that. Um, and so I'm sorry for that. So I think I'll be with you and qualify my acceptance of your apology before I do, because I know you have to apologize very seriously. What mm -hmm. I was objecting I to was not that you share your perspective for me to consider. No, but I was forcing felt, Yes, okay, that's the thing you're apologizing for. And Yes, because uh, I, okay. I thought that's what you wanted and it was my misunderstanding. Right. Okay, thank you. Yes, I want to understand your perspective, but I do not want to share it. And I accept your apology. Thank you. Uh, it does raise a complicated question is how much we can collaborate in the absence of a shared perspective, but I think that's actually an interesting question. Uh, and I don't know the easy answer uh, to that, but I'm actually curious about it. Well, you know what's weird is I'm sitting here thinking about Bill's perspective on this. Bill doesn't really believe in the distinction between effectiveness and sin, because um, like he, in his mind, it's like, well, God wants us to do the best, and we're all falling short of that, and we should be trying to strive for that. So he's like, there's really no point in drawing that distinction. And so he would probably object to most of everything we're saying right now. And, yeah, for the record, um, in case you're curious, since you brought up, I, I wrote this up. I haven't quite written this. I don't know if I published this. Maybe I did in an earlier week. I draw a distinction between matters of technique, matters of information, and matters of values. And while they all correlate, I mean, a matter of information, like you did not know that apple was poisoned, therefore you ate it. Okay, that was a matter of information. Uh, a matter of technique is you didn't know that you're supposed to pump your brakes uh when you go into a spin and so you crash well that, that's a technique you can practice you can learn that skill matters of values are sort of what i start considering spiritual issues 
uh, right, as we discussed before, things that are the emotional filters and the weights we put on things. And so, you know, I, I, I think even Bill would accept that there are some things which are purely matters of information and purely technique, even if he shades, because there's emotional points to all of these things. Uh, but anyway. Yeah. Um... I, I, um, but I would, I would agree with him that the differences between us are not purely a matter of information or technique. The changes we want me to make, I do not think are purely a matter, a minor matter of technique. They are actually a fundamental matter of value. Well, I don't know. I, I think like some of them are small. Like um... you think that, but there's so much more backed up in that. Really, man. Yeah, because I made some uh... pretty radical shifts in format and structure, but it wasn't sufficient, was it? Uh, yeah, but I, I don't, I think those were all tangential to what I was, was asking for. I don't think they were really related. Fair enough. It just goes to show that even if in your coordinate system, these are a minor step apart, in my coordinate system, they may be worlds apart. Like, um, your, your something different spreadsheet, I, I don't, I don't think makes a whole lot of sense. And I think you could probably clarify it to people. Like what it is you're doing with that document, you're hoping that they'll fill in. Right. Um, so I will try and do that again on Friday. And talk about it verbally. That's on the agenda for Friday to talk about it. And I will certainly take questions then. All right. Well, um, well, I, I think this is a good sort of stopping point. I think we've we've come to a understanding of sorts. So I feel yeah, good about that. Yeah, I think that. so. Yeah, I appreciate that. I appreciate your apology. It means a lot to me, David. And I appreciate your forbearance and your persistence. And um, you know, the fact that I think you genuinely are trying to love me as you think Jesus does. And that is the thing that I really hope we all get better at, both in terms of doing it ourselves and learning how to encourage others. And I guess we'll see what happens tomorrow, or when? Friday. Friday, yeah. God bless you, David. All right, goodbye, we, uh, Annie. Have a good week. Actually, you know, this might be the last episode of the podcast. Can we pray for each other? Sure. Uh, what what uh, format, what structure did you have in mind? Uh, this is probably a bad idea, but I thought maybe you pray for me and I pray for you. Okay. And the thing that I would most ask prayer for is that I would grow closer to Jesus and that whatever makes it harder for people to see Jesus in me, he would remove. Do you want to suggest anything for me to pray for you? Uh, 
I guess uh, I would I would ask that you pray for the the group because um, I would like to see things get better. Um, uh, well, I, I guess how about like freedom? I want I want freedom for for myself and everyone in the group that we 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 feel less bound. Oh, that's good. And that we, and and also uh, faith in the cross and how what Jesus did was enough. I think those are those would be the big thing. All right. Do you want to go first? Do you want to have the last word? Uh, well, yeah, you should go first. Okay. Thank you. Ah, wow. 40, 40 some episodes of the great reset and of the podcast, at least a dozen phone calls with me and David, it feels like. I feel many things, confusion, frustration, uh, exhaustion. The deepest of all, what I just feel joy. Oh, God, how blessed it is when brothers dwell together in unity. I thank you that no matter what else uh, conflicts we had, that I always knew that they would be faithful to show up and talk things through. And that is such a rare and precious gift, especially after all the, the swings and arrows we've thrown at each other over the weeks. And I'm just so grateful for that. That is such a huge testimony that all the other details really feel like whining on my part. So I thank you for that, for the solidity of that relationship. And I thank you for David, for all the ways he has stepped up and put himself out there, uh, for the dramatic vulnerability he's displayed multiple times uh, on the Great Reset, and especially when he just confessed that he couldn't take it anymore. And Lord, I just thank you that, that you are our God and we are joined to you forever. And that whatever happens in this world or the next, that this is a precious eternal thing that we will never lose. And God, I just agree with my brother in this cry for freedom. Oh God, we need freedom. And we need to become freedom fighters who can set others free. And Lord, I, I, I agree with him that you would show him and us what all of us need in order to be set free, free from sin, free from confusion, free from uh, enslavement to unhealthy techniques. And Lord, I pray for the cross. I pray that we would come, Lord, I, whatever else happens on Friday, I pray that we would experience the cross, that we'd be joined to you through the cross, through the bread and the wine. Lord, that we would not um, be enslaved by the ideologies of the past or the uh, confusions of the present, but that we would live in that eternal truth that you have done everything, that you have paid the price. Uh, that there is no condemnation in Christ and that we would discover how to walk with one another uh, in that true freedom and be your agents for bringing freedom to the world. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Lord, I want to pray for the Holy Spirit to, to come upon us now and to um, 
convict us and inspire us and to perform miracles, Lord. Um, I pray that you go before us, Lord, and and guide um, both uh, Ernie, myself, and everyone in the Great Reset. Go and prepare prepare good works for us. Um, works that that involve loving more like Jesus, uh, because that is that is what you have called us to do. Um, you have called us to to love you, Lord, but also to love our neighbors as ourselves. And so prepare our opportunities for us to do so, Lord. Um, empower the the Holy empower us through the Holy Spirit to 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 set aside our own guilt and shame and brokenness. And so that we can do this boldly, take from our heart anything that we are missing and fill in the gaps uh, with you and your love. Let nothing else be in there. Let us always keep our eyes on you so that, that we can love. Um, give us give us humility as as Ernie demonstrates time and time again in his willingness to to admit not knowing what he is doing and his willingness to say even as a leader. I am flawed. I am failing. Lord, I thank you for that. I thank you for for Ernie um, and for someone to demonstrate this. I this this um, attack on his own pride that I have not seen in any other leader. I I, I can't rejoice enough and 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 be witness to that. So thank you, Lord, and I, I pray that you continue to empower him to to do these good works and to and to go forward according to your will. Lord, I, I pray that you connect his heart to those around him and that you connect them to him. Let him be a reflection of you and your glory and let them also reflect your glory to him. Lord, I, I pray for understanding and reconciliation. I pray that as we continue on this journey, as we march forward, um, that we continue to submit ourselves to your will above our own, as I believe Ernie has done and demonstrated to us all. But um, also that he continues to do the same. Lord, we believe that it is your will that is um, above all uh, all others. We believe that uh, according to your word, uh, we have been saved, and and for that we rejoice. And so I pray that we are able to demonstrate that that joy and that peace and that contentment, that 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 wonderful news to all those around us. Uh, let let Ernie march forward as a light to those around him spreading uh, encouragement and hope. And let that also spread through the members of the Great Reset and to the rest of the world. Amen. Amen. 